here's Weekend. Here he is. Okay, getting ready. Kind of getting ready for his performance, his halftime performance. Kind of a socially distanced performance. It'll be interesting. Uh, we do have Jeff Chadia joining us, uh, NFL Network. Uh, he has, uh, most of the season, has been embedded with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Jeff, welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. I mean, I, you know, when you moved to Kansas City, I mean, you, you knew there was an NFL franchise there. You didn't, you didn't really think it would become the epicenter of of league coverage, but uh, you sort of ended up in the right place, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it's like when you get pulled into a black hole. You, you go there thinking, I, I thought it was a safe haven. I thought at the very, <laughs> very least I'd be able to fly to places like New England or Denver or Pittsburgh to do stories, and every now and then I'd be doing one in Kansas City. But then Andy Reid showed up and Patrick Mahomes showed up and everything changed. But, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting year. I, I actually have not uh, covered a beat uh, since 1998, but given pandemic issues and uh, restrictions, I became, as you said, embedded with this team, and it's been a very interesting ride to, to go on. You know, you've covered, going back to your Raiders days, your time in the Bay Area, you've covered a lot of uh, great personalities and all sorts of things over the years uh, and, and written some great stories for Sports Illustrated. Would you, I mean, has, can you compare the Mahomes, and we talked about this last year, we were actually both in uh, at the Super Bowl in, uh, in, in Miami. Is there anything that the, the, this rise of Mahomes what what's your what's your best comparison? I mean, there, he obviously has ability uh, that you can kind of compare to some guys from the past, but it is kind of it's pretty rare. Uh, but to watch a guy basically take over the league like this, what what does it remind you of? Oh, you'd have to go back to I think before. I think the only thing that come close in my mind, I can think of three things. I can think of Randy Moss. When he showed up in Minnesota, his first year there, and just how how dominant he was, physically dominant, and just his performance wise. I think of Kurt Warner when he came out of nowhere and just took the league by storm. His first year as a starter, that was an amazing story. And then I go back to when you and I were kids, and Dan Marino showed up on the scene and, and went off to his second year as a starter, and you know set all those records with uh, the two Marsh brothers. But that's about it. <laughs> you know, and nothing else comes close. And uh, I heard somebody talk about him the other day. Uh, Andrew Hawkins on our network. He made a great point. He said, "But Patrick Mahomes is a perfect example of someone playing the right position at the right time um, in, in, in the history of football. Like no one is more to do what he does at a time when teams are throwing the football like never before, and, and defenses are as hamstrung as, they, as they've been in the last few years." Yeah, and, and he seems, Jeff. I, I don't. He seems kind of unaffected by you know. He comes from a small town. Then he goes to Lubbock, which is not the biggest place on earth. And then he's in a he's in a smaller market. What 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 have you seen from him in terms of his ability to kind of um, make his way around town? And and does it does it seem like he's done a pretty remarkable job of staying grounded? I mean, other than maybe constantly doing uh, commercials? Well, I, I think he would probably tell you this, too, that every year has been probably more of a challenge for him. Uh, he's a grounded guy, but his first year when he wasn't playing, he was all over the place. He was at baseball games, 
KU basketball <laughs> games, Kansas basketball games, and uh, NASCAR events. And it was everywhere. And then the first year it was, okay, he's out a little bit more. You see him at some of the bars. Now you don't see him anywhere. He's got security out in front of his house. Uh, I understand someone came by and stole his trash a few, few months back. And, you know, that kind of stuff is happening. I think he's lucky to build a home in a, a gated community now. So, you know, it's tough to be in a town this size when – you're that big of a superstar, but, uh, you know, he loves Kansas City. He loves, as you mentioned, the small-town life, so it fits him, but he's also a big star in a very small pond, and that sometimes can be a big challenge. Yeah, talking to Jeff Chadia from the NFL Network. He'll be on the NFL Network's uh, set here in about an hour, and you can watch his coverage. Uh, Jeff, give me the breakdown of you got into town the other day, um, we have experienced a lot of Super Bowls, and we've hung out at these things together a lot of times. What uh, is does it feel a lot different? Are there um, are there a lot of people milling around? Are the KC are the Chiefs fans starting to arrive in town? What is the uh, what's what's the vibe? Does it feel completely different because of the pandemic, or not as different as you felt like it would? Oh, it felt extremely different. There is certainly a much different vibe to this. Um, the amount of people who are here, for one thing, it, it's being in Tampa makes it different. You know, just because you don't have people, just their fan base just showing up in droves to see this game. They're here, but they're not out in, in packs. I haven't seen that many Chiefs fans. Uh, I, I was just over at the NFL Experience uh, earlier this morning, and there were some fans over there, but it's not the kind of you know the mass chaos you see by a Friday. You know how it goes. Usually mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is pretty quiet. And then Thursday, things begin to pick up. And Friday, it becomes more, more crazier. Uh, and you just don't see that this year. And, you know, it's, of course, the restrictions for us in the media are about the same. You've got maybe 10 people on Radio Row where you have 350 in years past. And I think there's about 125 credentialed national media people here when you probably had four or five times that amount. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I saw a picture, uh, Jeff, and you've you've been with me before on Radio Row, and it, it looks like <laughs> it's a pretty sad little gathering of folks over at uh, yeah. o- over at Radio Row, and uh, it sounds like to me, Jeff, you've ended up in nicer digs than that one time. I think it was like a bombed <laughs> out uh, Embassy Suites. Nothing against Embassy Suites, but. Uh, this thing had really been through the ringer. I can't remember. Uh, that might have been when we were in the Phoenix area for a we Super were, Bowl. We yeah. were, oh, Was that the Phoenix area? Or I think it was the Phoenix ghetto. We were somewhere deep into uh, – I think we were having to be strapped. We went out at night to, to get coffee. It was that dangerous of a spot, wasn't it? Yeah, and if I recall correctly, that's the place where they had some issues with the water. Uh, people couldn't take showers, and I was at one point offered, they said, now what some of our guests have been doing, M- Mr. Mosley, we can offer you, here's a bar of soap, and you can go bathe in the swimming pool. And, I, you know, I, there I was at ESPN.com, you know, we think we're at the top of the mountain, and, and that's, what yeah. we were, that's what we were dealing with. And then, as only I could do, uh, Jeff, in typical Mosley fashion, I, of course, turned my faucet on, uh, never turned it off because no, no money, no water was coming out. When they, when the water came back on, I think I flooded three floors. I, they may <laughs> have had to shut down that area of the uh, of the hotel. 
<laughs> and that was an improvement, right? I think that was considered uh, everybody was happy. To, look, when you're in a hotel and there's bars on the windows, it's probably not the best setup you have. I think I remember that. I remember cages being, I feel like I was in a cage when I went back to my room and didn't want to come out, even to bathe in the pool. When you open your door and it's just wide open, yeah, you're you're uh, you're you're a little worried about things. It is Jeff Chadia from the NFL Network joining the uh, Matt Mosley show with uh, Stephen Simcox. Okay, as we get a little closer to this, Jeff, uh, I I thought I saw some. I don't know if you saw that some some big Texas bets, some Texas sites bets coming in on Tampa mattress Mac from Houston area. The furniture salesman put about three point five million down on Tampa, with, and I think he got three and a half. Uh, I think he's getting three and a half on that. If you could get me to four, I might think about it. Probably, not, I probably wouldn't do three and a half million, but I would, I would, I would think about it. Jeff, are you um, are you getting the sense that uh, uh, how much stock do you put in the first meeting they had, and how different as you've kind of studied this thing this week and talked to folks? How different do you feel like this Tampa defense might be? Well, it's a, you know, Tampa's a different team than the, the one that the Chiefs faced back in Week 12. Uh, I think that they're, they're playing better on offense. They have a better understanding of how to fit guys into certain roles on offense now. They're using Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones better. Their defense is playing at a higher level. They're turning people over. Their secondary is playing better. So I, I feel like they're a much better football team. And what's scary about them is that the Chiefs have been pretty steady for the last 26 games. They've only lost one time in that period. I feel like the the Buccaneers are finding themselves every week they play. And so that's you don't know what their ceiling is, so it's really hard to know what you're going to get. But they will be a better opponent this time around. And that defense uh, it was already playing better. But when you take away uh, the Chiefs' left tackle, Eric Fisher, you take away their right tackle, Mitchell Schwartz, who hadn't played since, Week five, and that those are big losses for an offensive line that it was already beat up. They're going to go into this game with four guys playing on their offensive line who weren't supposed to be starting in the position they're going to be starting in when the season began. When you're dealing with a team that had 48 sacks over the course of the year and has Shaq mm-hmm. Bear and Jason Pierre-Paul with a good blitz package, that's a big challenge. Yeah, that's good. I like that. That whole old line thing. We got to pay attention to that. Jeff, have you uh, ever? Were you aware of the barber that almost took down the Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, is that a barber you're familiar with, or one that you've ever used yourself? <laughs> That's the barber who cuts my son's hair, so I, I'm very familiar with him, and he's a very popular barber. He's probably the most popular barber in Kansas City because he's been cutting Patrick Mahomes' hair since he came into town. Mahomes flew him to Miami last year to cut his hair before the Super Bowl. He was cutting the, the Royals' hair. Uh, Eric Hosmer, his famous haircut before my home set, a similar style. He did his hair. I think Car- Ed, uh, Pujols, Albert Pujols goes to him. So this is a guy who's pretty pretty well-known, and I'm sure it's a very difficult time for him because the way I understood it, he had 20 guys lined up before those two backups got in there to get cut. So <laughs> it could have been a... He could have been a... What's the, uh, the barber uh, the, on the, uh, the Broadway show? I can't remember the name. Something. Oh, like Sweeney, Sweeney Todd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sweeney Todd basically showed up again in Chiefs Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, they were saved at the last minute. I like this angle. Rick Burkholder, 
I remember him from Philly. Rick stepped in and yeah. by testing him or something, he saved him at the last minute. I love that picture of the lineman. I guess that's fake, isn't it? He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> what What is that guy's name? The center? Yeah, Daniel Kilgore. Yeah, <laughs> Daniel Kilgore. Famous, more famous than he's ever been in his life. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, boy, that's fascinating that that's where your son yeah. gets his haircut. Yeah, yeah. You need to send me a picture. I don't I haven't seen a picture of your son in a while. I want to see that haircut. I want to because that'll give me evidence of how good this barber is. So text me when yeah, we're yeah. finished here the latest picture oh, no. after your son's had a fresh cut, and I, that'll give me a, okay. a sense of how how good a job this guy does. Um, I'm surprised. Okay. He, I'm surprised he didn't use him in that State Farm commercial. I, I I wonder if that was him. You know when uh yeah, when uh Oh yeah. the barber no, nah, it's not him. I guarantee oh, okay. it's not him. But the last time my kid went to get a haircut, Frank Clark was sitting in the chair right across from him, so they they're pretty prominent in that in that shop. It's about eight, nine barbers they got in the whole place. He's the only guy, but it's pretty pretty prominent he's, operation. He's really he really does a good job on edge rusher's hair. He that's the right. position he specializes in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well listen um I, I you know i miss hanging out with you uh we did not quite make it out there like a lot of radio stations um and uh i you know have fun and i at least you don't have to worry about jeff i mean think about what's one of the things we used to think about how do we get tickets to this how do we get into the you were always a lot yeah. better at it than I was. Oh, the ESPN party. It's like, Mr. Chadia, come on up here. I saw a, a, yeah. a great tweet the other day from our good friend Sam Farmer where he said they, yeah. they waved him up one time at the SI party. He said, Mr. Farmer, you should not have to wait in line. I And he, and he said he strutted up there to the front, and they said, okay, stand over here, Mr. Farmer, and you can interview all the people who come through. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Where's your number at? Where's your ticket for Yeah. <laughs> Sam thought he, of course, he had a sport coat on like he always does, always overdressed in case, you know, in case That's he might right. run into somebody. <laughs> All right. Um, it's well, weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. like a, he's, some, he's, like, he's really like a college professor who somehow backed yeah, into yeah. being a sports writer. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, listen. Uh, tell everybody hello. Uh, the few people that are there, um, and uh, boy, pray for John Clayton, our old colleague. I don't know if you saw that. John, John put it out there that uh, he he could direct TV was not getting him the Super Bowl, and he and his tweet said um, something along the lines of, "Damn it, I'm a Hall of Famer." <laughs> no. Yes. Pull that card out, huh? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right, okay. Jeff. Have a have a good right. one, and we'll be watching you on TV. All right, man. Thanks a lot. You bet. There he goes. Jeff Chadia, NFL Network. You can watch him. If you watch the NFL Network, he is uh, he really does a lot on Kansas City and has, has uh, been able to dig in this year and provide a lot of good coverage of uh, KC. Hey, Stephen, how would you like that? With the uh, His son is uh, gets his hair cut by the barber who almost took down the Chiefs. That's a pretty cool connection, and right across from Frank Clark, too. I mean, who would have known? But, uh, yeah, still kind of confused about that whole deal, um, but glad that they caught it. <laughs> glad that they caught it before Patrick sat down in that chair and started getting his hair cut. <laughs> Rick Burkholder came, the, the trainer came diving in there. No, no, he's got COVID. He's positive, he's I, positive. 
I think I think I smell a rat on this story. One of the rats I smell, you know I like to uncover these things, Stephen. One of the rats I smell is them saying that they had tested that barber for five straight days before he came to the facility. I don't, that doesn't, that doesn't, there are some things in life that don't ring true to my ear. All right? And that's one of them. I don't think the Chiefs were sending somebody over there to do a bunch of COVID testing with the team barber. Okay? I, I mean, that, it sounds good. Like, we tested him for five straight days. Now, that sounds really good. I, I, but I, I, in, I don't, I don't, I'm not totally buying that. So, Stephen, that's a Mosley, that's a Mosley theory here on Super Bowl week. All right. I like it. I like when you really dig in and, uh, and put your journalist cap on and say, oh, we got to dig into this one, guys. We can't just take it at face value. <laughs> I dug in on a Baylor story this morning, Stephen. Let's see. Let's look. I know. You can still do it. I, hold on. I know, but I'm just. I just see it. For some reason, I thought that would be of great interest. Well, it's getting a little more. But my joke about Dak Prescott went went crazy. All right. Uh, it is Mosley and Simcox. Do Maybe we thing. should put what? it on a premium board. <laughs> what does that mean, a premium board? Like, you know, like behind a board or something. Like people subscribe and then they get your reporting. Mostly. Mostly. I think that's an angle for you. I think Mosley plus. I think we should just call it Mosley Plus. And, uh, it's just well, jokes Steven. from your Twitter that didn't make it <laughs> and, and reports. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get real serious. Steven, it's time. Let's let our people weigh in. We'll take your calls. We'll take your texts. The CNC Collision text line you know, or the Freddie Kish call line, is they're, they're both open, 254-662-1660. We are in the Allen Samuel Studios. Love hearing from you guys. Let's get your Super Bowl picks. Let's get your Super Bowl picks. We'll read some of them, and then we may reward you. If you get close or you nail it on the on the deal, we'll look back and we'll go, whoa, 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 whoa. Richard in Woodway, he got it. He got it on the nose. Um, Stephen and I will give our picks, and we'll hear from you next. Baylor Big 12 Basketball Saturday with Pat and John here on the home of the Bears. The Bears swing back into action Saturday, February 13th, hosting Texas Tech. 12.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 1 p.m. tip-off Saturday, February 13th for the Bears and the Red Raiders. Baylor Big 12 Basketball Saturday here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. At Genco, getting an auto loan is quick and easy. Whether you're looking to buy a new ride or save money by refinancing an auto loan you already have, Genco members enjoy low rates and flexible terms to fit any budget. Get pre-approved today and know what you qualify for. Call us, go online, or come by a branch in your area for current options and rates. Apply online for membership today. Genco FCU, my money, my future, my credit union since 1953. Member NCUA, equal housing lender. All right, Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Why do I like talking about them so much? Well, I mean, I put my, uh, I put my, I stand behind my words, and I have that Grand Cherokee, Jeep Grand Cherokee, love it. And I want to talk to you, February is the time to come see our friend in the car business during the President's Day event. 
Well, my friend Ted Teague, the GM out there at Allen Samuels, what a guy. What a guy. In fact, he showed me around. I saw that service area. You talk about an unbelievable space for getting out there and taking advantage of getting your car in and out in a safe manner, in an effective manner, and you make a model. There's something great about buying from Alan Samuel, certified J.D. Power again this year, the winner of the Customer First Award for excellence for their dealership, and then those Ram trucks, okay, perfect for whatever your lifestyle calls for. Check out the new Ram 1500, 2500, or the big 3500. Some of these deals are just uh, tremendous. The Jeep line includes some of the most decorated SUVs available, and we're talking about tough-as-nails, weather-challenging off-road trails or city roads with innovative technology. And, um, boy, these again, that SUV is where I like to go and then get back up there. Go look at the uh, Dodge Charger. Look at the Durango, the Challenger, and, of course, the Journey. There's a reason they keep winning all these awards. Get out to Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business. Walk-On's athletes put everything they've got into the game. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything we've got into bringing you a game day with a taste of Louisiana. Catch all your teams on over 70 big screen TVs. Dig into our mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, and voodoo shrimp. Plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads. It's all made from scratch with ingredients you can't help but crave. Walk-On Sports Bistro. We live for this. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. When you drive drowsy, you may see things that aren't there. A pink armadillo in the road. How pretty. And there's my Aunt Angie riding a sparkly unicorn. However, you may not see things that are there until it's too late. Oh, an oncoming car? So always get plenty of rest before long trips. Take breaks, share the wheel, and avoid driving in the middle of the night. Oh, a friendly nurse. Be safe. Drive smart. Brought to you by TechStot. You have a business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something? Then let the pros at Mallory Screen Printing and Embroidery do the job for you. They can customize your logo on t-shirts, caps, dress shirts, golf shirts, winter apparel, and more. Stickers for any occasion, banners and signs, large or small. See more at MalloryPrint.com or call 1-800-433-2220. For your next custom screen printing or embroidery, check out their full catalog at MalloryPrint.com. Weekend. I mean, and I, Stephen, I don't know. Does that kind of, does that kind of mellow? I'm trying to think who that reminds me of. Sometimes I think that they're all ripping off like Michael W. Smith from the '80s with some of this stuff. I mean, that's kind of the, that's kind of the, 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 
that, that's the octave he was in. And then some of those kind of like almost like techno beats you hear in the background or kind of mm-hmm. like high. He was doing that stuff back in the 80s, back in the Friends are Friends Forever days. And, and I, some of the, I hear some of this stuff now, and I'm like, man, Michael was way ahead of his time. I didn't really realize it back then, but some of that stuff he was doing, he was kind of, he had a little He's bit a, of that, a that kind of sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of get up there high like that. That's Michael. I mean, that's what Michael would do. So he never got asked to do the Super Bowl. I think he did a, I think he did a few, uh, a few of those uh, gatherings out at South Fork. <laughs> when you covered the Super Bowls, Matt, did you pay much attention to the halftime show? I mean, I guess you can't ignore it. But what was sort of like your, uh, like, were you locked in? Or were you just kind of milling around the press box? How does that work when you're there? You know, sometimes I feel like I still had to write a little bit at halftime, so I can't say. And and I was always someone seeking, like, if if I if I heard that there was some good food somewhere free, obviously, I'd go find it. So, but but I I obviously, if it was somebody like McCartney or the Who or you know somebody that I felt like, man, it'd, it'd be kind of cool that I was able to say I I saw this band or whatever. I Rolling Stones. I think in Detroit was when the Rolling Stones played. And um, and so, yeah, I mean, I was, like, totally dialed into that. I was in Houston in 2003 or four, whatever that Super Bowl was, uh, when uh, Janet Jackson had the infamous uh, wardrobe malfunction. And when you think about that now, Stephen, we're 18 years removed from that. So Timberlake's about to turn 40. So that's crazy to think. He was Timberlake was 22 up there, you know, basically along with Janet leading a halftime, a Super Bowl halftime show, and he reached over and whether that was I don't know if we ever got totally to the bottom of that, but uh obviously Stephen from where I was sitting, I didn't have a a great feel for that, but you know, as that became a an enormous story right after that happened, and Stephen you were barely born. I mean, you were I guess you were maybe eight or nine years old when that happened. Um, I I saw, I don't know where, I, I guess it was after the game. I'm down in the tunnel going to talk to the players and everything. I'm just trying to think who was in that Super Bowl. Um, golly, you just always assume the Patriots were probably in it. Maybe, it was, it it was, uh, it was Panthers. Patriots-Panthers. And okay. I'll tell you why I remember this. I was young. I was in elementary school. I think you're right, eight or nine. That was the uh, <laughs> that was the last Super Bowl halftime show that College Avenue watched uh, at their Super Bowl party. After that, it became uh, devotional time during halftime. Short <laughs> devotional time. <laughs> a short. They they thought that Janet. As a kid, did you even know what had happened? Though you probably weren't dialed in enough to the show to be no, like, "Oh I, my gosh, I just saw a woman's breast." Yeah, and I don't even think I was watching it. I feel like we, you know, we were watching the gym, and I was kind of running around. But I just I remember hearing like a you know the murmurs go <laughs> start to go out as I was as I was there. But I I didn't I wasn't any the wiser. I didn't know what was going on. The pastor at the time said, "Hey, can we rewind that?" <laughs> <laughs> That's not you, Miss. That's not you, Pre- Pastor Johnston, is it? Surely not. <laughs> no, he no. wouldn't have been trying to rewind that. Okay, um, <laughs> Janet Jackson, boy. Oh, what I was saying, Stephen, too. I love that. I love that that angle there from the College Avenue Baptist. But um, I saw her after the game. 
walking under the tongue. You know, some of these memories just kind of come back to you, and you're like, wait, did that actually happen? But yeah, every once in a while, after a game, you would see the the megastar with some security being led around in the concourse or underneath the stadium. Obviously, they had parked under there, and they were going to take them out of there. And um, and I, I don't think I – I knew it was big, but even when I saw her, and Janet is just gorgeous, always has been, still is, um, I don't think I, I – it dawned on me how huge of a story that was. And even though that was a good game, and Jake DeLome, I mean, almost won himself a Super Bowl with Steve Smith – um, that, that halftime thing completely overshadowed everything, the game and, and, and all of it. But, uh, little did we know that that was very early in just the dominance of the uh, Patriots. Now I think at 2001 season, maybe they had, did they play the Rams? Did they play the greatest show on turf in one of those Super Bowls? Perhaps. Yeah, that was the first one Brady won. Okay. All right, and there was. I some believe that was a Bledsoe injury year. Years later, it was alleged that the Patriots had been illegally filming some of the Rams' practices leading up to that. That's where it all started. <laughs> the, the 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 Patriots being like you know the biggest cheaters in the history of the NFL. I got I, I Stephen. I want to give our picks, and I want our people to give picks. And Stephen, you can read some of these two five four six six two sixteen sixty CNC collision line. And then the uh, Freddie Kish line is that's the you can call us on that one if you want to, but people like to text. I get that, and I get that's a little easier to text real quick and give us your score, Stephen. Here's where I'm leaning. I kind of my money is saying Bucks, but my logic on a heads up type thing is still saying the uh, Chiefs. Okay, so I I think what I'll do is I'm gonna go with a. I'm going to go with a 31-24. I can't imagine, the even with that good defense, I can't imagine the Bucks holding down uh, Mahomes for four quarters. I really can't. I mean, he's just too good. Kelsey's too great. Tyreek's too great. They're going to get loose at some point. So I'm going to go, I think I'll go, yeah, I'll stick with it. 31-24, Kansas City Chiefs get the win back-to-back Super Bowl winners. Matt, I'm also taking the Chiefs, but I feel like the two Super Bowls that Brady has lost, or excuse me, three Super Bowls Brady has lost, they've always been super competitive games. They've come down to the end. So I'm thinking a close game here. I think the Chiefs win by a field goal. I'll go 34-31. Chiefs win. I agree with you. I feel like it's going to be an offensive game. Both teams are going to score. Kansas City is going to eventually – get it done with their weapons, but I think they win by three on Sunday. All right. I like it. I like it. And uh, the first pandemic Super Bowl, Stephen was, was the pandemic had actually started last Super Bowl. We just didn't know it. Right. So it would have been, it was, it was around. We just didn't know it. So I think technically this could be our second pandemic Super Bowl. All right, Stephen, go to the, uh, go to the, uh, the CNC collision text line. Uh, I like your pick. Say it again, Stephen. Thirty-four, thirty-one. Correct. Thirty-four, thirty-one. Chiefs. So you like the you like the Bucks to cover the three and a half. I do. I like the Bucks to cover. Okay. Chiefs win. Bucks cover. All right. All right. Do we have some? Uh, do we have some participants? 
We do. Uh, Matt in Waco texted in and said he has the Chiefs 28-20. to 20, So he's got that Chiefs defense playing pretty well. Um, David Belton says Chiefs 34-21. to 21. Man, people really like this Kansas City defense. Did not expect this. Um, and grumpy old fan, grumpy old fan, I need your, uh, I need your actual winning prediction, but he just says win or lose, there are going to be more articles written about Tom Brady than Patrick Mahomes, which is probably a pretty safe bet. And, uh, John in Waco has the Bucks winning. He did not leave a score prediction, but he said Bucks win. Brady is the goat. Bucks win. Brady is the goat. All right. Thank you for everyone who participated Steven, let's keep those 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 uh, scores in mind. If anybody gets really close, or if you and I, Stephen, win, what do we get? Do we get it. Maybe they'll give us a bonus, like a Super Bowl bonus or something. That sounds likely. Yeah, that sounds like something Gary would do. Okay, all the money we saved on not going to the Super Bowl. Um, all right, uh, Stephen, it's been a fun one, and uh, Super Bowl coming up. It's going to be a great day, and. Uh, John Morris, J-Mo himself, the 2 o'clock extravaganza coming up. And, uh, well, yesterday, Stephen, he had one of my all-time favorite Baylor players, Irvin Randall. Irvin Randall. I mean, that is royalty. And then Irvin Randall went on to play several years in the NFL, was a good player in the NFL. One of those uh, great Grant Taft uh, linebackers could get after the quarterback. Irvin Randall. Now, that is a blast from the past, and I would imagine Irvin was playing about the time when J-Mo was a student at Baylor University. J-Mo may have been running out there, Stephen, with a Baylor line when Irvin Randall was playing. All right, it is uh, Mosley and Simcox. Have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday. Good night, everybody.